0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 200. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of newness with a new name. to the Bible Study Podcast, and first let me say thank you to all of you who have been listening for some time. 200 is a significant milestone episode, but I'm probably not going to do a whole lot here other than just acknowledge that it is here, and we'll move on to the study of newness. I've got a layout now of probably about five or six different episodes coming up in this Particular study, and I want to start today with John 1. And in John 1, we get Jesus meeting some of the early disciples. And we start with John the Baptist in verse 35. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. I've always thought that this was a very odd encounter. So two of Jesus' disciples were Professional disciples. They had been disciples before Jesus of John the Baptist. And those two are Andrew, the brother of Peter, and John, who doesn't name himself. When John ever lists a set of disciples and there's another one that doesn't get named, that's John. And so we have in this John and Andrew who are with John the Baptist, and he says, Look, the Lamb of God. And so they follow Jesus. They start following Jesus because John the Baptist has been pointing them in the direction of Jesus. And the first thing Andrew does is he gets his brother and he says, Come see, come meet this guy. You've got to meet this guy. We've talked to him and you'll and he's the Messiah. He's the Christ. He's the anointed one of God. Now what they are expecting the Christ to do, what they're expecting the Messiah to do is not clear. It's later on we probably think that they're looking for the one who's going to drive out the Romans. There's some evidence to that. But whatever we know, they they see something special in this. And Andrew, being a good brother, says, I want to introduce Peter to Jesus. And the first thing that Jesus does is he says, hi, your name is Simon. I'm not going to call you Simon. I'm going to call you Peter. Now, try this at the next cocktail party you go to. Get introduced to someone. Have them say, yes, Bob, I'd like you to meet Andrew. Oh, Andrew, that's an interesting name. I'm going to call you Luke and see how many friends you pick up at the cocktail party, because this is an unusual behavior. This is something that we don't expect. But we have to understand that when the Bible talks about names, it talks about it with significance. When the Hebrew people, for instance, talked about the name of God, when they write it down, they wrote it down without the vowels because it was very special. So that's why sometimes we say Yahweh and sometimes Jehovah. It depends which vowels you write down, which pronunciation you get. Because a name of something had significance. It told you more about the person. It held power. It held some of the properties of the person in the name. And so when we say things like, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, what we're saying is whoever calls on God, whoever calls on his power and authority will be saved. There is something important in the Bible about names. And so it's interesting that Jesus meets the person who will become really the spokesperson for his disciples to whom he'll at one point turn and say, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, an important person in the early church for sure. And the first thing he says when he meets him is, I'm going to change your name. Jesus is in the business of change, and this is a symbolic act that points to that business of change. Now, later on, Jesus will turn to Peter and say, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. I'm going to change your name. I'm going to change your occupation. He walks up to Matthew and says, follow me. And he's no longer tax collector, hated person who is working for the occupying government, but disciple, student. He goes around taking people from what they were and what they did and making them into something else. The reason that I point that out is, it is my conviction that God is still in the business of newness, that God is still in the business of making things new, and especially of making people new. That God indeed has a new name for you. Now, I can back that up. You may or may not remember that when we were studying the book of Revelation, which we just did, there were two particular verses that had to do with names. First one from Revelation 2, verse 17. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it. Interesting. Again, names had power and names had significance. And God is saying, To the one who is overcoming, I will make you something new. I'm creating something that no one else knows. And again from Revelation 3, verse 12. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my god and i will also write on them my new name interesting there's something significant about names there's something significant because jesus as he meets peter and god as he meets us is looking to rename us The prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 62, 2 said, The nations will see your vindication, and all the kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. Now, Isaiah, you may remember, was a prophet, and prophets are in the business predominantly of correcting people. So this is something that is coming from Isaiah 62, and it's talking about Zion or Jerusalem's new name because God is going to restore Jerusalem that has turned away from him. And so God looks forward to the restoration of Jerusalem and to this newness. You have sullied your name. You have brought a bad reputation to that name. You have done things that bring disgrace to that name. As I grew up, my father used to talk about the family name, and he used to talk about it not as something noble or great. We certainly come more from cowboys and farmers than we do from kings or princes, but that somehow I got the impression that my family had handed to me a good name, a name that was respected, if not honored, respected, that it was a respectable name, that one of the things I should do is not to cause disgrace to come to that name. I don't remember him ever giving me any great speeches about that, but I got that impression that there was a legacy coming to my family. And I get the sense here from this Isaiah passage that they have spoiled that legacy, that the city of God, Jerusalem, Zion, has become a place that doesn't worship God, but that God is going to give them a new name, that God is going to give them a fresh start. Again, it is my contention that God is still in the business of newness, that God is still in the business of giving each of us a new start, each of us a new name. So, Somewhere out there, God has a name that he will give me on a white stone. I'm not sure why a white stone, but carved into that stone, a new name known only to him, because he is making from me and he is making from you something according to plans that he knows and he only knows. So as we start this year, I pray that we will find that new plan or at least follow that new plan, since I don't suspect that we will know the whole plan in advance, with the understanding that God is creating something new, with that we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at Podcast dot com, or better yet, leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com dot com on this episode. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Chris x And as always, thanks so much for listening.